What's up and welcome back to the Fort Men Podcast. I'm very excited for my guest today. He is my worship pastor here at my church here in Monroe. And we have him in the house today. Ty is a husband, father, and like I said, he's a worship pastor. He's also a friend. So Ty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you asking me to be here. Of course, man. Well, you've, uh, yeah, I mean, you've had such a amazing transformation. I always see you in the gym and I just wanted to have a, have a conversation with you here, you know, just in person today and really just talk about what made you, um, you know, want to go on this journey to lose weight and, and really what was your motivator and, and what, you know, helped keep you disciplined throughout the whole journey so far? Well, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's a, that's a good question because I think for a lot of people, um, it was they, they looked up one Sunday and it's like, okay, Ty's losing weight. Like, you yeah. know, but, you know, there's there's all these little decisions and little choices that get made and um but actually i'm, I'm kind of joking kind of not it actually started with, like with your father-in-law um you know basically you know fat shaming me yeah. at latin food no i'm joking he, he didn't know no, no he's definitely he's definitely cut through you can yeah you can he's, he's straightforward he's very honest he's very truthful he's he's very honest and and he and i were just like even if down it's and, even if it can be slightly offensive yeah you know but i i'm i come from one of those families though, yeah for sure where you just you know yeah it you know uh large people go in my family you know yeah. what i'm saying it's just kind of the genetic th- uh thing that we pulled and uh and you know we're one of those families that it's like you know we're all overweight but we're like you need to lose some weight and it's yeah it's like okay really you know yeah. so i i come from one of those families and so nothing he said was you know too harsh to like take but he he really did challenge me because i was i would go through seasons where yeah like i would have a motivation to lose weight you know like when you don't feel good you you're out of breath, you know, um, you know, sleep, whatever it was. There were all like these little motivations, but uh, we were sitting down over coffee at uh, Latin Food one day, and he was just asking me like, "Hey, what's what's your next thing?" Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was praying for you the other day. He told me he was praying for me, and he was like, "I just want to know, like, like what's your plans, man?" And I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm a youth pastor, man. That's what I've been doing for you know over a decade." And yeah, he was like. Was that because you can't do anything else? Like, have you boxed your... And then before we knew it, it was like an hour and a half later. Yeah. And we were talking about my health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it started spiritual. Yeah. You know, with where That's God cool. was, you know, taking me. And then um, and, and then it, I, I think, a, j- just an obvious connection there was my physical health. And not caring for my physical health... It, it you know that that outside effect uh, it kind of showed me like I don't think I'm really I'm I'm a pastor I'm a youth pastor mm-hmm. and I think I'm doing well at trying to help other people but I'm not doing a lot for me and yeah. and my personal relationship with the Lord so that's that's kind of actually where it started was a yeah. conversation with him yeah so well, how long how long has that journey been for you um man um I, I will say this I, I will back up a little bit so I actually my health had gotten so bad in my 20s, like when I was about 26 or 27, um, that my dad, I was, I was actually working just as a, as a clerk on, mm-hmm. on the seventh floor of St. Francis. And my dad has been an RN for years. And he walked up to work one night for his night shift and I was getting ready to get off. And I was like, hey dad, how you doing? And he just looked at me and went, sit down, man. Like, and he just took my blood pressure and he almost admitted me that night. And really? um, yeah, my blood pressure, I can't remember the exact uh, numbers that I had, but it, it was, it was scary high. Mm-hmm. And he had even said like, Ty, I've, I've, I've had people stroke out with the blood pressure that you have right now. Like, I mean, wow. it's kind of God that you're even okay. And so there were some, 
some health factors, like even in my mid twenties and we, you know, I had lost some weight. I'd lost about 50 or 60 pounds, but I, I just never was really able to do anything sustainable. And, um, it's been over a year now, a year, like we're going on a year and a half that I've been able to keep the weight off, mm-hmm. uh, now. And it really, um, it really changed with not a, not a diet that I found. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't because I had, I had tried, and, and this is no knock to any diet that anyone's ever done, but I had, I had tried keto. I had tried, you know, mostly vegetables. I had tried like everything organic, super whatever, you know, clean. Mm-hmm. I tried like all these things and going like, you know, just really hardcore. Yeah. But the missing piece of the puzzle was really my mindset. Yeah. And one my, once my mindset changed to, like, I, I've i got to develop different habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There were tiny decisions of, like, you know, I'll just finish off the bag of Cheetos. Those little tiny decisions got me there, and it just clicked with me one day. It'll be tiny decisions to get me out of here, you know? Yeah. And, and so the, that mentality changed. And it's been about a year and a half now. Yeah. So when you first wanted to – because, like you said, there's also the – the health side of it and then and the nutritional side of it but then again there's also the the physical side yeah. as in going to train your body right you know so that when you when you first initially wanted to make that change was that a daunting oh, decision like driving past the gym like how did you uh, overcome that yeah I, all i can say man if you're if you're a person that goes to the gym and you look good in the gym and you know who you are like like you look good when you go to the gym man, be nice to the person that's, you know, I mean, cause it's a big deal, like yeah. for them to even get in that room um, and, and everything. I, I remember sitting outside in Anytime Fitness yeah, waiting for cars to leave. Yeah. You wow. know, because I was just that, you know, intimidated. It, it was a very, very intimidating thing going to the gym uh, for the first time. And, and on top of that, uh, played baseball, mm-hmm. you know, through high school, but Beyond that, you know, went to a small high school. We didn't really have like a weight program, mm-hmm. uh, training program or anything like that. And so I didn't, I didn't really know, you know, I, yeah. I knew what a bench press looked like, but I, I didn't know like any of the, you know, the technique or anything like that. So on top of it just being intimidating, being in there with yeah. the way I looked, um, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how, how, how would you encourage somebody who's wanting to start their process to lose weight? Like where would you... Like, where do you think is the best place to start for that? Uh, yeah, I, go, going back to what I said about the, the mental shift, like that that mental change, I would, um, I, I would I would just challenge somebody to just make one healthy habit change, like like mm-hmm. and be dedicated to that habit change. I actually I I came across a book after Willie and I had spoken uh, called The Atomic Habit. Or atomic habits, yeah, is what it's called. Yeah. yeah, but James Clear. It's it's a great book, and it's not about weight loss, but it it's a it's about the power that habits have in your life. And one thing that he says in there that I love is is he talks about negative habits in our lives are like trying to uproot a, an oak. Yeah, it's like deeply rooted in our life. But developing a good habit is like planting a flower. Mm-hmm. Like it's this really delicate process, yeah. and you just you just stack the habits. Mm-hmm over and over again and eventually they'll they'll domino over and so I would just encourage someone out there who's trying to lose weight who's just trying to get healthy maybe you're trying to gain weight maybe you're trying to put muscle on or something I I would just begin with something very 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 small yeah um and 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 don't listen to a lot of the the clips out there oh you got to do this you got to do that 
you just got to get started first. You have to get started first because if you don't get started and you don't develop those habits, it doesn't matter like how perfect your workout routine looked. It doesn't matter how perfect your diet looks. If you're not sticking to it, you're not sticking to it. Yeah. And so just, uh, you know, I I just literally started with walking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And another thing that James Clear says in that book, he says, every time you get up, and you and and you at least work towards that healthy habit. You're casting a vote for a new identity. Cool. He's like every 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 morning, like that you get up and you go and you walk. Like you may not say like, "Oh, I work out all the time," but before you say, "I'm the guy that goes to the gym," you say, "I'm a guy that walks." Yeah. And I'm just gonna become the guy that walks. Yeah. And then before you know it, um, that that's what happened. You know, I, I mean, I started out walking. Next thing I knew, I was going to the gym, and I was lit- I'm not kidding. I was literally, like, walking around the gym for, like, 10 or 15 minutes just, like, reading the machines. Yeah. And then I'd, like, walk back out, and it was like, okay, but, but hey, cast a vote. I went to the gym. There you go. I went to the gym. Yeah. So. Yeah. So at what point, like, like you said, you started walking, then, you know, I see you lifting weights now. So at what point in this, like, in your journey did it become, like, actually enjoyable? You know, because I feel like for many people that start working out, it's like – you're you're going there just to get it done, just to kind of push through it. But now you love to work out, so mm. at least I think you do. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So at what point, like, did that shift for you of like I'm actually enjoying going to do this now? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like the time that it happened, but yeah. I I know that even those first tiny little results, like that first five pounds, yeah, you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like it's working. Yeah. And then it's just this, it's this, it's like the ball just begins to start rolling. Mm-hmm. And and you just begin to get convinced again, like every single time that you just cast an you know, a vote towards that new identity of I'm gonna be an active person. I'm yeah. I'm gonna be a person that, you know, is you know, actually takes care of himself. And every time like I I finally just got convinced there's no way I can do this and it not work. Mm-hmm. The only way for this to not work. You know, it's it's not some secret food that I'm eating that's like shutting yeah. down my metabolism. It's literally, I just got to get up and just follow the process. And I think once I got convinced that like, okay, the yeah. secret sauce is just the process. It's just yeah. the getting up and being consistent. That's when it was like, well, I actually like this. It's it's yeah. like I'm enjoying this. Yeah. It's not so much about, you know, because when, when you, I mean, I, at my heaviest, I was 345 pounds. And I'm five four, and so that's you know that's, that's really overweight. And when you have like that mountain to try to climb, yeah, you got to fall in love with just like taking those little trails that lead you up that mountain. Yeah, you know because that mountain will just overwhelm you. Yeah, and, and so that that's when it started. Yeah, started yeah, because when you're, I mean, and and forever, I know that we talked about Willie earlier, my father-in-law, but he all, your nickname was Tiny T. <laughs> yeah, and that was. Yeah, that yeah yeah that wasn't because I was actually yeah that was not, yeah but uh well you you were short so maybe maybe that was where it came maybe up. that's where he's coming maybe that's where it came yeah. up but yeah but there's like there's such a moment when you're in the gym and and you do see progress that right. that's when it becomes enjoyable yeah. you know there's been times of like uh, I'll start a new program I'll start a new something and it's so fun then it, six months later I get miserable with it then I'm like well if I if I become miserable not 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 necessarily miserable but if I become like I'm not enjoying this as much as I, right. as much as I did. Then change it up. You right. Know? So right. If, if you're doing something and it's like you're not enjoying mm-hmm. it as much, then I just wouldn't encourage you just to change what you're doing because Absolutely. we all enjoyed it at one point. And you know, it's, it's it's going to the gym and just being miserable is not really a fun thing. But it's fun when you go in there and you do see progress and you do right. work to achieve a goal. 
Um, and that, that, that is so important too, because like that, that ties into what I was saying about that, that mentality shift. Yeah. You know, as well as I know, um, well, it, it doesn't look like you know as well as I know because, like, when I see you in the gym, it doesn't look like you have bad sessions. <laughs> but I know everybody I, I has. Have, like, I have some bad sessions. I, I know that they're like it's just every single person has a day where you're just like, I know I should be pushing more on that bar than this That's right sure. now. Like, yeah. I mean, this I'm, I'm feeling really a lot. weak right now, and I, I think it's just important, especially I would say for people who are. Um, trying to reclaim like their health like they're, yeah. they're trying to be healthy like this isn't just a fight to look better or perform better this is like a fight to mm-hmm. man i want to watch my kids graduate you know yeah. i want to i want to walk my daughter down the aisle or, or see my sons married you know yeah uh, for that person i think it's just really important to understand like if you went to the gym today mm-hmm. you won yeah maybe you didn't have that like awesome sweat you know and yeah and that great pump or whatever it was or may- maybe you couldn't go as far on the treadmill today or whatever yeah if you went if you got up because it's about building that consistency yeah and and, and I think that is that that really is the key yeah so you said you were you were at three forty five you've lost I mean, hundred and seventy pounds seventy pounds right that's yeah, crazy. one seventy five so for you, what are what are things that you put into place? Because like you said, you've lost weight before, but how have you gotten to where you don't gain it back? You know, what are what are some steps that you put into place for that? Yeah, um, it sounds so cliche, but it, it is so true when they say like you you have to develop the lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that's where those habits that that's why they're so powerful because we're we're a product of our habits, you know, um, and and you can take that as extreme or as nuanced as you want, but, but that is the truth, you know, like, um, you, you haven't heard of a lot of successful drug addicts. Yeah. You know, it's their habit, you know, they kind of become what their habits are. Their habits build and, and kind of structure the room, Yeah, you know, that they live in. And so for me, it was, it was saying, okay, maybe today can't be perfect because you know we're traveling to dallas to visit family yeah but i can eat a grilled chicken sandwich from this restaurant as opposed to like just doubling down on you know yeah or you know if whataburger is what's available okay cool you had whataburger you don't have to have whataburger and a milkshake man you can you know there's not a shortage in milkshakes like you can can balance yeah and so it is it is developing a lifestyle and and knowing like look one double cheeseburger is not going to end you but just know that that can lead to three yeah. or four. Yeah. And if that become a ha- if that becomes exactly a habit, yeah, right. And yeah, well, what's a lot of things with like life, and even like, I mean, this is this is like a dramatic extreme. But even if you think about it with like, like pornography, it's like mm-hmm. well, I'm just gonna do it just one time, you know. But then you look up, and it's like it tends to not work that way. Yeah, yeah, two weeks later, then you're just masturbating all the time. So like, right. there's things that like, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying like, oh, there's yeah. things like. Like it's a slippery slope, right. and if you if you cave into one of those things where like you know that can be a temptation for you, and you kind of just excuse it, right? Then you can look up and you can see that you were just slowly going downhill. Absolutely. You just didn't know. And then, isn't that a, isn't that a dangerous? That's a, that's a dangerous lie to believe. Hundred um, percent. You know whether we're talking about health or or more importantly like our our, our purity or you know the holiness, trying to trying to live in the image of Christ. It's such a dangerous lie to believe. Well, I mean, I've already gone here. Yeah. So what is it if I go here again? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, you know, when when you give up the daily battle, 
Yeah. Man, it's like that's when you've lost the war. And it's it's almost like we're waiting waiting around for like this big momentum shift yeah. in the fight. You know, yeah, I'm glad you bring up pornography because I know a lot of guys just like struggle so heavily with that. And it's such a prevalent thing in our, our culture. And I just, man, I, I encourage anybody listening to this to just understand like when today. Yeah. Like when today. Like, yeah, you messed up last night. Okay, but when today. Like don't yeah. give up today because – you're looking for that big momentum shift. That big momentum shift is going to happen with like tiny decisions every single day mm-hmm. to say like, I don't have to have that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that in my life. That's, that's not for me. That's not the way mm-hmm. God's designed this. And yeah, I'm going to move, move forward. So th- there's definitely such a true. Yeah. There, there are so many correlations. Cause like, like you said, if you go to Whataburger, it's like, even if you get a cheeseburger, don't get a milkshake. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, or if you go to the bathroom, and you struggle with pornography, don't bring right. your phone. Like, right. like yeah, there's, exactly. there's, yeah. there's all these intentional things that you can put into place. Yeah. But a lot of times we just don't think, we just don't think about the alternatives yeah. of what we can actually do to prevent some of these right. things. And we're a very like all or nothing society here, oh, here in the sure. States, man. I mean, it's, you know, everything's supersized. Everything is instant, yeah. you know, and, and, and you got to, uh, yeah, I think you mentioned, you know, it's 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 a dangerous thing to just start dropping that bar. Yeah. Because like once that bar starts dropping, like yeah. how you know, and like James Clear put in the book, yeah. like, and he wasn't even talking about spirituality, but yeah. it's so true. Like uprooting a bad habit in your life, man, that's like digging out an oak. Yeah. You know, because it it got there slowly yeah. over time. Yeah. You know? Oh, we I think we've we've lowered the we've we've lowered the bar so much on men. Mm. Like it's just it's it's really crazy. Um, you're right. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's that's a topic to get canceled that's another, on. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, we 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 there's no standards for like like we we just we keep lowering the bar, and it's like you're not gonna like men like at least for me like an innate desire is like to like achieve, like I want to perform, like I don't want to like if you set a goal. I feel like most men want to try to like, like that's why we do these challenges on the podcast. It's like if you set a goal, if you set a challenge, go achieve it. Yeah. But if if you keep just lowering the bar, then we're just gonna keep lowering the standards. And it's right. like we're just living in a society where well, one, where we can't define what that is, but two, it's like we're lowering the bar so much that we aren't actually having true men. Right, yeah. And it's just we, we've yeah, it's got yeah, I mean, to put it in a crude way, like when I, you know, I, I did youth ministry for 16 years, and I remember, I, I didn't even mean to say it. It just kind of popped out of my mouth, but there was a, a mom who actually asked me in the lobby of the church one day. She was really excited. Her daughter was getting involved in, in youth ministry, and, and she asked me, what, what's the biggest need, like, y'all have? Like, and I'm sure in her mind, she was thinking, like, do you need my house for a pool party or, or what? Yeah. And, man, without even thinking about it, I, I just, it just came out of my mouth. and went, fathers. Yeah. Like guys who aren't, I mean, to put it crudely, guys who aren't just sperm donors, you know, yeah. but they're actually present in their child's life. And and so what if you don't look like an Instagram super dad, be there for your kid, show up to his game, you know, yeah. um, have a real conversation with him, sit down with him anyway. And I, I know we can go on and on about that, but it really is true when you talk about that standard getting set, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's trickled into the family and, um, and, and that's, that's evidence of how dangerous that mentality can be and how dangerous that lie can be. Well, I've already messed up, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, then we have things we struggle with, you know, pre-marriage. Then it's like if you don't eradicate that now, then that's just going to keep perpetually popping up, you know, later on. Then you're going to, you know, have... And you, and you know what also perpetually builds up? The guilt and the shame. Yeah. Because if you thought you have guilt and shame as as a young man trying to live for the Lord yeah. and honor God with your with your life, with your body, with what you see and all that kind of stuff... Try being a married man, and I mean the the broken married men that come into the church on a regular basis. Yeah, um, you know, struggling with that. Uh, that that's the part of the lie that doesn't get told. Yeah, when it's presented. Yeah, you know, is that. Yeah, yeah, this perpetuates, but like, so does the guilt, so does the shame. There's a yeah. return policy yeah. with that. So yeah, there really is like opposite ends. You know, like this is kind of what we talked about, like lowering the bar for men. But at the same time, the men that are kind of on the on the opposite end of the spectrum are ones that like are just macho and, like, mm-hmm. won't confess anything, won't, yeah. you know, yeah. won't repent of anything, won't acknowledge that there's any problems. And it's like, no, like, I love Matt, Matt Chandler did a sermon on it, but it's like King David, if you look at King David, like, King David wept. Mm-hmm. Like, King David was also, but he was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. But he also slayed 10,000 men. Right. You know, so there's yeah. like, it's not, and he was a, I'm sure he was a beast. Yeah, like you know, so there's this idea of like, poet. <laughs> yeah, there's this, yeah, he played the harp, he, he wept, but then he also slayed 10,000 men. So, there's right. this idea of like, it's both and, you know, like yeah. it's not just the one that's weeping or the one that's just super masculine and macho, but it's like, how do you combine the two? And I think as men, we just, I don't know, we just, we're living in a society where we just, need to raise the bar back for men and to see them 100%, yeah. live the life that God's called them to live because yeah. we're not doing it. Absolutely. Well, for you, because I've struggled with this from, from from a physical standpoint, just the idea of like idolizing process and changes and those things. So is that, some, is that something that you've walked through or how have you kind of held back against those ideas or there maybe the, maybe those thoughts of like idolizing you know losing 170 pounds or right. the way that I look now or those things how have you combated against some of those things yeah I I um because one, one I will say once you begin to build the room so to speak you know for you to succeed it's like um you kind of start making healthier decisions and you didn't you didn't know you did you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, and so the, it, you know, the process is going. And I think God, God wants us to pause and, and yeah. think about what we're doing. Because if, if we don't do that, then we just get infatuated with the blessing, right? Instead yeah. of the giver of the blessing, you know, we get infatuated with um, the creation instead of the creator. You know, you've heard it put, but yeah. it, it is so true. And, and there have been times where, yeah, I... I'll notice like, oh yeah, man, there's another five pounds or there's another this or whatever, man, we're, you know, it's awesome. And I have to stop and I have to go like, hang on though, in the process of doing this, like, are you just kind of caught in the current of your success that you forget what even like got you going down that river? Like what got you going yeah, down that, you know, because I'm, I'm not joking, Christian, it really and truly started with, because I, cause I say it started with walking. Honestly, I'll tell you, really where it even started before that was a Bible in front of a coffee pot Yeah. the night before. Yeah. So I wasn't waking up like, oh man, what, you know, I got 
in order to hit that button on that coffee pot, on that cure, you know, the scripture's open. It's yeah. there. And so it's like, okay, if, if I can get this right, if I can get that mind right, then the rest will begin to take care of itself. I'll make wiser decisions throughout the day, yeah. whether it's to exercise or eat better or, what, or, or treat people well. Yeah. You know, pastor well, love my wife well, love yeah. my kids well. I'll, I'll do those things better when I trade my mind for the mind of Christ and I put put his word in. And so, yeah, it's just simply put, I don't know that there's like a, a, a trick way to do it, but you just, you have to stay intentional about yeah. remembering what got you here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what spiritual growth do you feel like you've seen in yourself since, since losing 170 pounds or since? Being more dis like, you know, being disciplined physically. A lot of people say, you know, if you're disciplined in one thing, it helps be disciplined in other areas. Sure. So yeah. How have you felt like growth in both of those areas have impacted? Yeah, I I, I do, I, and I I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Um, and I, I don't think that they're, you know, exclusive, if you will. You know, like yeah. I, I don't think that you know just because someone gets healthier, it's like oh now they're. No, that's, yeah, yeah. Now their sure. spiritual life goes up again. Like I, sure. I really do think you have to be intentional about that. But I, I will say, um, just that mental clarity. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure people would say, well, you know, yeah, you're sleeping better, and yeah, I'm all that. You know, I, I used to struggle a lot with sleep apnea, and so yeah, I could sleep eight hours, and I, I didn't sleep those eight hours. You know, so I would wake up tired, and yeah. I would you know be you know snappy and and all that kind of stuff, and. Emily, my wife, she actually, she said, um, I forget how many months ago it was, but she was just, she was just saying the thing that she was grateful for. She said, like, now, like, even if you're tired, you know, because it was just a long day at the church or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. when you're home and the boys are running around acting crazy and you're getting asked 15 questions, she was like, I can tell you're with us. Yeah. Like, you're here. Yeah. And so... I just think that mental clarity of like I'm not just reacting to the moments, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Like I'm I'm able to to say okay I'm gonna think about the way I respond to Liam right now, and that in turn has just led to spiritual discussions with yeah. my ten year old son yeah. that I probably would have previously just said man he's a kid yeah you know but I, I really do get to like sit down and 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 so I, I would definitely say my parenting and just being a husband um all that is so linked yeah and tied to your to your spirit and, and what the yeah. Holy spirit's trying to do through you yeah so when you growing up did you always want to be like a worship leader or a youth pastor what was your um i was i was really into music i remember i remember oh man funny story i'm not gonna take too long with this but like i remember so my mom and my dad are like first generation Christians. And when they first started going to a church, they went to like one of these little churches that like, and I'm not gonna say the name of the church, but it wasn't Christ Church, it wasn't where mm-hmm. we are right now. But they were like, bring your Beatles albums and burn them. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it was, yeah. it was like intense, you know? Intense, and so, yeah. so, but my dad would still like sneak in like yeah. some like old rock and roll and stuff like that. And I remember like, there was a cassette tape, I'm giving away my age here. There's a cassette tape of the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Uh-huh. And I remember hearing uh, CCR, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, uh, Fortunate Son. I remember hearing that guitar and going, what is that? And like, and so there was always like this desire to music. But what shifted it for me was um, my dad, man. I was just, uh, you know, like at 36 now, I'm like, God, he was a lot smarter than I thought he was. Yeah. He's a lot smarter than he thought he was, but he was just, 
I, I genuinely think he was just operating under the guidance of the Holy Spirit when, you know, he, he pulled me up to mm-hmm. um, this little guitar shop in Ruston, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, uh, you want to go in there and look at guitars? And I was like, yeah, what, what, what are we doing here? He was like, just been noticing. He was like, got your guitar, happy birthday. He said, I only got one stipulation. He said, all that love that you have for music, he said, I want you to glorify the Lord with it. Well, wow. He said, I want you to glorify the Lord with it. He, he was like, just do that first. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care if you learn the songs on that Forrest Gump Center. He was like, yeah. glorify the Lord first. And so there was always like that passion for that. But um, circling back around to the conversation I had with Willie, I mean, no joke, like my physical health. Yeah. It, it, it was impacting being a youth pastor. Yeah. Uh, let alone had had I been like a worship pastor or done music, you know, because music can lend itself to some late nights and yeah. weird schedules and stuff like that. And if you're not if if you're not physically able to like handle that, man, you you become the short tempered guy, you know, always moody and tired and irritable. I going back to that conversation with Willie, I think I had boxed myself in to where it was almost like the Lord was like, man, you can't handle this right now. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it reminds me of that scripture, I, th- I think it's in Luke 16, where he says, if you're, if you're faithful with the little, I'll make you a ruler of much. But if you're dishonest yeah. with the little, you know. And, and I think that that's, I just kind of made the assumption that that wasn't what I was doing, but that, that was what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I had boxed myself into, you know, being able to act crazy with, like, kids and then go crash all day. Yeah. You know, because I was energy drinking it up, eating pizza at night, and then, you know, during the daytime, like, sleeping in a little bit because the pastor said you could because you stayed out late with the kids and and everything. And so um, th- there was always that desire to serve God's people. Yeah. But I think at some point in my spiritual walk, like, I forgot that that starts at the house. Yeah. Like, that starts with you. Yeah. And yeah that's what I'd lost track of I think was just yeah. taking care of my spiritual man in order to pour out to other yeah. people so what are what are ways that you intentionally try to discipline or not discipline but disciple your family uh, we we don't skip prayers at night yeah at all um even if we don't you know even if they're coming in late from a um a baseball practice or something like that, and there's no time to do, like, an actual, like, Bible story. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, what's so sad is, like, that probably sounds so old school to some people. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the word sure. is just Bible stories. Oh, yeah. Yes, we break the Bible open, and yeah. we talk about the Bible with our kids. And, you know, Emily might get a version that they can understand, like, you know. Yeah. And, she'll re- and then we'll, like, uh, like I, I love to ask them questions. Yeah. I love to ask number one for my entertainment. Just yeah. to hear, just to kinda, hear, yeah, yeah, just kind of hear, hear like some of the, on it. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know what it is about human nature. You feel like you have to have an answer. Yeah, even though you you don't know. Yeah, um, and it's just that that's one of the ways that currently I'm I'm trying to disciple my boys is just ask them yeah. questions and and say well, what do you you know what do you think about this what do you you know yeah. and um my my wife Emily is so good about you know we we've got all these current events that are going on in the world today and you know you can't even hide it from your kids yeah you know they know about like all the you know and everything's so polarized on on opposite ends she is so good about saying like we're not just going to ignore that and hope that they didn't hear it i know they heard it yeah i saw them hear it Mm -hmm. now i'm going to sit down and have a discussion with my boys yeah about these tough topics yeah on their level um so and uh 
And yeah, I don't, I know this wasn't exactly asked, but my son's 10. We've had the sex talk. Yeah. Not the full blown thing, you know, but like, and that's something I encourage if, if you got, if you're a dad with young kids listening to this, mm-hmm. dude, start now. Like just where, you mm-hmm. know, like just. Well, because if you don't start know, now, because everyone else is, everyone else is telling you now. That's right. Yeah. And Whether it's gender or, I mean, it's. Crazy. Exactly. All exactly. Yeah. And so you For just, sure. you know, because then it's like, that's when, in you, especially in youth ministry, like that's when I would see the dads like freak out and like almost get yeah. hostile with like, no, 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 that's not it. And it's like, yeah. oh, hang on, man. You can't yeah. all of a sudden now yeah. try to instill these values in your child because yeah. it's like, they're hearing things now. They're processing yeah. things now. They're hearing things in school now. Yeah, absolutely. But they're so. hearing things in like elementary school that like, I think I was learning in like high school. Oh yeah, man. I mean, crazy. It's wild. And if the church doesn't speak up about it, then the world's going to keep speaking up about it. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's either it's either the truth or it's what they view as the truth. You know, right, Romans one right. says, "The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing." Mm-hmm. So we need to make a stand and to stand up for things that we know that are actually truth and actually legitimate, and you know, not just cowered away from from having serious conversations with things like your like your son's 10 i love that y'all have had that conversation yeah because here's he's hearing it from somewhere else yeah um and and emily and i we talked about it and we were like okay like what is it that we talk about with him because we don't you know at the at the moment because I, I think i talked to him when he was like eight yeah he's like seven or eight and i just noticed in the dugout i mean he was you know i wasn't too crude but he, he was like over there playing with it like it was about to run away from him you know yeah. and i was like oh, okay yeah i need to go like, like we need to go talk to this dude about like what that thing is yeah and what it does what it's used for and so and that really was where our discussion was was like hey yeah. um you know if you know god forbid but if anyone ever asked to see this you know or whatever yeah. like this is your private yeah. like god gave you this it's nothing to be ashamed of or anything yeah. like that and just honestly just trying to establish a foundation and i think a lot of people rounding it back to like health, they treat it like their health it's like you got a person who's and i'm not trying to be ugly here because i was the same person but you're like 100 pounds overweight and you're like yeah i'm gonna get up tomorrow morning and go running no you're not like like you might but you're yeah. not the next day. Yeah. And so it's like if we don't have those foundational elements built, in other words, like you're, you're going to set yourself up for failure if you're not building, you know, habits, you know, for you to succeed on. And you'll do the same thing in parenting. You'll do the same thing in your spiritual, uh, you know, your your one-on-one relationship with the Lord, definitely in your marriage. Yeah. Um, and so never, ever, ever, that, that's really kind of the, the theme there that connects it all together is don't, don't despise those small beginnings. Yeah. Those tiny decisions, man, they they give way to to much larger things in our life. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we talked a lot about challenges this podcast and something that I like to try to do is um, you know, maybe to to raise the bar a little bit for men as we do physical challenges and we do yeah. spiritual challenges. Um, yeah, because I, I do think like I said, we we've we've lowered the bar. We need to raise it back up. And if I can be any way a part of helping do that, then I want to do that. Absolutely. So uh, what physical and what spiritual challenge do you have for the week? Okay, so I thought about this, and and I I think it would it would be wrong of me with everything that we just talked about to try to like give some big physical challenge. Yeah, I, I would say okay, let's start with a spiritual challenge. Spiritual challenge, um, and you can do it in in your your way. 
start your morning with God's Word. And I don't care if it's like a couple of verses, but before you do anything else, Mm -hmm. before you do anything else for just the next seven days, put that Bible in front of your coffee pot. Mm -hmm. You know, if your coffee pot is like the first thing that you usually go to in the morning or the bathroom, like I, I think it would be probably be helpful for some guys just to like have it already open like a verse and just sitting on the back of the toilet. Because like mm-hmm. if the first thing you do in the morning is get up and go to the bathroom, yeah, have it there. Yeah, Have it ready to go and just say, you know, the things that are most important in life are the things I do first. That's yeah. why we call it first fruits, right? Yeah. And so, well, then l- let me put an exclamation point on that. And so for the next seven days, man, I challenge you guys mm-hmm. like, before you do anything else, yeah, get get the word of God in you. You don't yeah. have to sit down and and you know dissect it, you yeah. know, exegetically over yeah. an hour. You know, yeah, but yeah, get the word of God in some, you. Something I've heard Rick uh, Rick Warren talk about, and I've actually done it. But he on his on his um, nightstand next to his bed, he has a Bible that's always open, mm. and it just helps him whether it's getting in bed or getting out of bed. There's always something right something next to right, you. Yeah, that's so it's, so it's like even if it's two sentences or even right. if it's one paragraph it's like you still read something that's right. in the bible so, and so I, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just flip the next page and just even if it's just a glimpse of you know something that's right um, i i i think it's huge I, th- yeah. I think it's huge and and do it very intentionally like over the next like five to seven days and just watch you know because odds are in that five to seven days a couple of those days like you might sit down with it yeah. And really digest it. And then, you know, when you're driving in the truck later, you might think about that verse and go, oh, man. Like, okay, like, yeah, I thought I understood it there reading it early in the morning before the, you know, wife and the kids got up. But, like, I'm I'm seeing it revealed now. Like, I'm seeing God's Word getting revealed. And so that's that. And a, a physical challenge that I would uh, give guys out there. And I we kind of have to, like, taper it to, uh, to, to whatever – physical, you know, capabilities like people are currently at. But I'll speak to the extreme because that's where I was. You know, I'll speak to the person that does have 100-plus pounds to lose. Get up and go walk for five to ten minutes, you know, today. Yeah. And then get up and do it again the next day and do it again the next day. And then, you know, like like after five or seven days, no one can tell you that you didn't walk all, you know. Yeah. Never let anybody say like, oh, man, you didn't really do anything because your heart rate wasn't up to. Yeah. You're stacking you bricks. Yeah. You're stacking bricks. Yeah. You're, 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 you're getting ready. You're building that foundation for, sure. for something for something bigger to happen. So that would be my challenge. Just for get sure. a move. Great. Get up and move one yeah. time today. Yeah. And like you say, we're building that foundation. And if that's on sinking sand, then we're going to. Yeah, you tip build, over. If we build it on the rock, you know, right. there's all these all these foundations we can build, but if it's not built upon the Lord, that's right, then it's gonna fall. Yeah, yeah. get the first thing right. Get the first thing right, brick by brick. Big brick. Man, Ty, thanks so much for joining Absolutely, me today. Absolutely, man. I had a good time. This has been great. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for listening in to the Fort Minute Podcast. I hope that you are encouraged, challenged, uh, inspired. Uh, maybe you feel a sense of, um, you know, maybe you feel the Spirit uh, doing something in you, and, and you want to. Um, further your relationship with Jesus. And I hope that we can always be a facilitator of that. So keep tuning in and keep listening. And uh, yeah, we're just thankful that you're here joining us.